guys, welcome back to another episode of Sis I See You, the podcast. So y'all listen, we're going to jump right into today's episode. This week's episode is going to be like a talk, but like a little bit of encouragement. Well, really a lot of encouragement, but it's going to be like a little conversation. So I'm reading in numbers, um, numbers 13, the whole chapter. And like I told you guys, I have been studying out the lineage of Jacob and I've been in, you know, on the Israelites for quite some time. Well, I'm at the point where the Lord says to Moses, he tells Moses to send out the spies into the land that he's giving them. And they go over there and they come back with this report. And so as I was reading this, the Lord began to reveal some things to me that I felt like I should share with you guys. So. The Lord tells Moses initially in this chapter to send men out to explore the land of Canaan. He says the land that I am giving the Israelites. He says, send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. And you, like I said, you can find all this in numbers, the 13th chapter. So after the Lord had told Moses this, Moses did exactly as he was commanded. And he went to the men, he gathered the 12 men up, one from each tribe. And he told them, he said, See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. And the Bible says that in the season that they were going, it happened to be the season for the harvesting of the first ripe grapes. So the men went out and they explored, they went into this land as spies. And as they were passing through, they noticed, you know, everything that Moses had told them to take note of. And it says that they seen pomegranates and figs, and they also brought back with them a cluster of grapes. Now the Bible describes this cluster of grapes that they were so large that two men had to cut down a branch and it took two men to carry one cluster of grapes on a branch. Now, after doing all this, it takes them 40 days and they get back to Moses and Aaron in the community of the Israelites where they're camped at at this time. So they come back with their report and they showed Moses and the Israelites in the camps and everybody else in the camp, what the fruit looked like and what they had taken. And they said to them, this is the report. They said, we enter the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. They say, we saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Emekalites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. Now, Caleb was somebody, he was like, no, y'all, we ain't gonna focus on all that. We gonna go do what God told us to do because God already, we already even seen God do some stuff. So we know that God gonna give us this country. So Caleb hop up, he like, hey, 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 y'all be quiet. Let's go at once and take the land. We certainly can conquer it. But there were men out there who had explored the land with him and disagreed and they said, We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread a bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes there. All the people we saw were huge. And this is what the the men 
said to the, the, the congregation, if you will say, they said, we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Now, y'all, as I'm reading this, I'm like, hold on, wait, screw, back up, rewind. So basically what I just read was that these men who, first of all, went into a land that they said was so fortified, was so beautiful and bountiful, and that was guarded by giants. Giants were living in this land. They went into the land as spies. That's the first point. The second point is the fact that they are refusing to move forward into what God has already promised them based off of an assumption. They're literally assuming that these giants in this land saw them as grasshoppers. When in all reality, A, God had already promised them the land. B, they had saw God do plenty of miracles right before their eyes. All the plagues that the Lord put on the, the Egyptians when they were in Egypt, the way that the Lord parted the Red Sea, the way that the Lord gave them a pillar of cloud and, a, and, a, and a, some fire by day to, for them, or a fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day for them to follow as they are in the wilderness. The way that the Lord has already provided manna for them to eat while in the wilderness. And they go over there and see how this land is beautiful and flowing with milk and honey, exactly what the Lord has promised them. And because of us, because of an assumption, they talk themselves out of moving forward. And so after they gave that, that little negative part of the report, the whole camp somehow disregarded everything good that they had said. They disregarded everything that they had already seen the Lord, their God do. And they began to cry and weep aloud and complain. And the Bible said that they cried all night. Their voices, it says their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. And they began to say things like, if only we had died in Egypt, why did God bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Why is the Lord taking us through this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Now, just some things I drew from my own conclusions and some of it was the Holy Spirit, but also it's just me and my critical thinking. I began to think about the fact that, like I said, these people have literally seen miracle signs and wonders from God. And God continues to do it for them. And they make it into this land as spies where the people are literally giants that the city is so fortified and they still make it in. They get in and out uncaught. Not only do they get in and out uncaught, they somehow managed to bring back some fruit from the land that's so big that it takes two men to carry one bushel of grace. And so as I begin to think about that, I'm thinking like these people don't even know how equipped they are with the Lord, their God on their side. And I'm like, they, they had to be in great shape. I mean, who can go on a 40 day journey in the wilderness and then you're carrying a bushel of grapes that takes two people. I don't know about you, but I've never went to the store and carried a bushel of grapes that's required two people to carry. Okay. And so as I sat there and pondered on the fact that they talked themselves out of going into this land that the Lord had promised them because of what they thought their opponent felt like, I began to think about myself and I began to wonder how many times I have talked myself out of something because I felt inadequate. 
because I felt like I wasn't good enough or because I felt like I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't the most articulate. And how many other times do us as people of God do things like that? We feel like because we're not the most educator, we don't have the most money that we can't do it. And the Lord has already spoke to us and told us what, what it was. He already spoke to us and told us what the plan was and what's up. Okay. And it just began to blow my mind that we operate from that place sometimes, including myself. And so I just came to encourage you today. The next time you feel like you are operating in an unfamiliar territory, don't look at your limitations, but look at God. Look at the one who empowers you. Look at the one who sent you on the assignment in the first place. You see, just like the Israelites in this story, we already have a promise from God. God has promised us that he has a good plan for our life. He has plans to prosper us, to give us future and a hope. He tells us that he loves us so much. So why is it that when we are moving forward or we're trying to move forward, we allow fear or our inadequacies to stop us in our tracks. And the other thing that was really mind blowing to me was the fact that, like I said, they had saw all these miracle signs and wonders and all it took was one little, I mean, a percentage of the report to come back negative and they completely went left field. How many times have you done that? Like seriously, how many times have you assessed the situation, noticed that there was a few negatives in the situation and allowed those few negatives to outweigh all the positives and fuel your unbelief in yourself and stop you from moving forward to access what God has already promised you? And let me be very clear when I say unbelief in yourself, I mean the unbelief in yourself that you are empowered by God to do whatever it is he has called you to do. And I don't know about y'all, but I have done it quite a bit. And the Lord began to show me, he said, that is why it is important for you to stay in constant communication with me. That is why, guys, we have to go to the Lord daily and spend time with him. We have to learn his voice and know his voice because in this world, especially in this age, there's always something grappling for our attention between social media, social media and more social media. There is always somebody giving an opinion about something, always wanting to sway us to agree with them or go here, or go here and do that. When in reality, the Lord has already spoken to us and told us what it is that we need to be following, what it is that we need to be listening to. So when the enemy's voice comes in, not if, but when it comes in, you know how to recognize the difference between the two voices, between the Lord and between the enemy. And so we can always ground ourselves by going back to the one who knows the plan, by going back to the one who knows our future, by going back to the one who orders our steps. And y'all not spending time with the Lord leaves room for so much more to creep in doubt, fear, anxiety. I find myself so anxious and indecisive when I have not spent time with the Lord. I have a hard time deciding whether I want tea or coffee. And it is because I have not been walking in relationship with my creator. We were created to walk in relationship with the Lord. And people wonder why there are so many things that are going wrong when you aren't attached to the, the vine. And there's a scripture in John 15 verse five that says, 
I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. And I want to share a couple more scriptures with you guys that I refer to when the voices are getting very loud and I need to remind myself of what the Lord said. And one of them is coming out of Jeremiah 29 11. I actually just said the scripture earlier and it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you future and a hope in those days. When you pray, I will listen. Amen. So right there, we know if the Lord said, and no matter what it looked like, we know that it's going to work out because he is a good father who has good plans for us. It gets no simpler than that. And the next scripture is coming out of numbers 23 and 19. And this one reads, God is not a man. So he does not lie. He is not a human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Okay, so basically, God is faithful. He's not going to lie to you again. If God said it, it must come to pass. And so this third scripture is going to come out of Philippians 1 and 6. And this scripture reads, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So God is faithful and he is going to carry out that thing in us. He's going to continue to perfect us. We're going to only get better. How the old saying goes, we're going to get sweeter with time, better like wine, get sweeter with time. I think it was something like that. But that's how we are. That's how God, that's how we are. We are connected to God. He wants to only continue to prosper us and to prune us and to make us better. Now, are all seasons of your life going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But knowing that God is your savior, that God is your sure foundation, you should have the confidence to be able to rest in knowing that God is always going to keep you. And this is one of my favorite. This one is coming out of Joshua 1 and 9. And it reads, Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And then also out of Joshua one is verse seven. And it says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right nor to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. So basically What this verse is telling us is that if you obey the Lord, everything else is going to work out. Even if it don't look like it, I cannot stress this enough. Even if it don't look like it, if God said it, if he told you to do it, it's going to work out. And there's one more scripture that just came to mind that I'd like to share with you guys. And this one's going to be coming out of Jeremiah 11 verse four. And it reads, for I said to your ancestors, when I brought them out of the iron smelting furnace of Egypt, If you obey me and do whatever I command you, then you will be my people and I will be your God. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I don't need much more reassurance than that. The only thing I need is to remember what the Lord has told me to do and what he has said about me. And I encourage you to do the same exact thing, sis. Well, guys, that wraps up this week's episode of Sis, I See You, the podcast. I pray that you were incredibly encouraged by this week's episode. I know I for sure was. I am one of those people, like I tell you guys, who feel like I always need to be in control. And the Lord is slowly but surely 
pruning me of that need to be in control. And it's like the more I let go and the more I trust him, the lower my blood pressure gets and the lower my anxiety gets. Hello, somebody. So I am just so grateful that I know that the Bible reassures me that if I just trust God and if I just obey him, that everything else is going to work out on my behalf. So I pray you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time. Thank you.